have you considered you know going on meth because it sounds like these guys are you know maybe that's uh, the, the, the key to attracting the ladies I mean, look at all those guys in the Lion King. They are the Tiger King. They were. Maybe smoke them. Maybe you've seen a different version that I have. <laughs> no, I saw the sequel. Simba's hardcore in that. And he's. I saw the Lion King too. I'm pretty sure Meth was involved. <laughs> Tatted up, pushing it to the tribe. Have you ever watched that cartoon? It was straight to straight to video. Yep. It was bad. Didn't they do a third one, basically to try to you know make it better? I and I grew up at that point. Are, are you sure? I was on to watching shitty adult cartoons. Okay, okay. As you do. Like Duckman. This is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website theadventuresvault.com for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open The Adventurer's Vault. All right, now if you guys remember when we left off, something special happened. You guys remember what that was? We leveled up. Yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about my character. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> I level. I leveled up. That's what. That was my main takeaway. Ooh, I forgot your character's name when Rich said we more, hit level six after more, six months. You forgot my character's name more than once. I've never forgotten your character's name. Mm. Uh, I got, have remembered both of your characters' names. It's a Bobby or uh, something. I just it's confuse a... which one is which, but I remember both of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never forgot. Mm-hmm. I never called you. I forgot your old character's <laughs> that's, that's name. A, that's a pretty bold claim. So speaking of Roddy, um, you were kind of working on something, weren't you, for sixth level? What what did you end up doing there? So actually, uh, not only did I retrain a feat, so just to clarify that happened, um, I don't know if we did or not, I dropped power attack for lunge. Uh, which at this point has already been seen. And then I took uh what was it called? Revealing stab. Ooh, what does that do? So, like, it's pretty hard to fight an invisible enemy. Really? Uh, yeah, weird. Huh. Um, so, Roddy's expectation is we're just getting deeper and deeper into some weird shit because nope. Rich is running out of stuff in the bestiary. Um, <laughs> so, at some point, he's moved on to the bestiality, and that's nope. going to be tough. <laughs> none of us, none of us are looking forward to this. So, let's just say I'm not going to get into it, but it'll it'll come up if we fight something invisible, and it'll be great. Awesome. Now, um, Haytham, I, I'm actually going to skip you. Yeah. Um, we had a little oh, conversation off uh, <laughs> off air, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and we're going to let his feet come out in the podcast. So be be listening. So his choice will uh, will probably show up. Also, I took a boring skill feat. Don't ask me about it. What did? What was your boring skill feat? Uh, like signature craft alchemy items. So you can craft signatures, or I gain a plus one to crafting alchemical items now. Oh, that's that. Well, I mean, you ought to be good. At Thrilling. That. You're an alchemist. I, is is yes. being by a feat? It could be. <laughs> My character gets it for free because <laughs> I'm an elf. It's, it's a, a racial trait. It's a ra- racial yeah, trait. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> You're now an expert in ribbon work. Years of academy training wasted. Now, now. <laughs> that shit's inherent. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Father Becker? What did you get there at sixth level? Well, I'll tell you. You know, Father Becker, um, <clears throat> he seems, um, gosh, at some point you'll see him step out of the cabin on the ship, and um, <clears throat> he is wielding with a with a surprising confidence uh, that their uh, shield that we picked up a while back. You know that sturdy mm-hmm. shield yeah. um, that uh, caused much much jealousy and drooling amongst the party members, and emblazoned upon it in striking. Uh, earth tone colors uh, is uh, his his holy symbol, which was also previously on it. But now it looks as though he's wielding it confidently, as though it's his own holy symbol. Awesome. And oh, you also might notice that um, oh, it seems like uh, getting out in the sea has been good for Father Becker. His his color has <laughs> has improved, so to speak. Wait, so you repainted that shield earth tones? Uh, no, no, it's just the holy symbol mm-hmm. part of it. So. Oh, well, still. That's close enough. You kind of pulled a Daniel Bryan when he took that uh, the took the title mm-hmm. and uh, turned it into like wood. 
Yeah. Because he was being a hippie. Okay, this would make a lot more sense if you actually knew what I was he's talking like about. A, he's a wrestler, right? Yeah. <laughs> wrestler? Yeah. He's a wrestler. Okay. Well. I, so most of that I, went over your head. Like I've met people named Daniel and or Brian individually, I, and the word title makes somewhat sense to you. But other than that, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I love wrestling. I, I especially I think like the Junkyard Dog is super cool, and and uh, you know, <laughs> Leaping oh, Lenny yeah. Poffo and oh. the Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Those guys are great. Oh, they still doing it. I can't tell you how oh, much kids are into Lenny Poffo these days. <laughs> Leaping Lenny Poffo. You know, he's actually the Macho Man's brother. No, that's true. I, I mean, I'm pretty relatively up on wrestling. I don't even know who that is. Leaping Lenny Papa? Yeah, no, never. Nah, he him. was he was strictly C tier wrestler back in the day. He's no Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now that's a man who could bring it. I mean, I, I was a I was a kid in the '80s. I remember watching all that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't even know much. I had a brother. Well, we had the cartoon to he, help us the, too. Mm. Yeah, it, it wasn't a uh, um, it wasn't like a, they went around being brothers. It was, but yeah. He was also, I think, the graduate at one point. This is this is this is how Ooh, yeah, brother. This is how shitty. Uh, he was leaping, talking to his brother. Leaping Lenny Poffo's deal was at one point. He was like, "Well, that's not cool enough. I'm going to be like the graduate or something like that." And so he wore like graduate robes and a mortar and a mortarboard head uh, hat, and it's like, yeah, that's going to get the kids. It's going to sell gonna, the action figures. Love it. Yeah. Admittedly, if it's like between a guy named Leaping Lenny and the graduate, I can at least be like, yeah, the graduate sounds kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. Probably like. has sex with older women, so I mean, I can get behind that. Yeah, I mean, or women, you know. Uh, what about a Shirian? Did you get anything cool at six level? Um, a few things. So, firstly, for um, skill feats, a Shirian has intimidating prowess because you know a has got a decent strength and deck score. You know, he's built, so you know it's a little more intimidating if the guy standing in front of you telling you he's going to murder you is you know looks built, like it. Yeah, built and looks like he can do it rather than you know you could probably looks like you know you could probably snap his arm like a twig. Okay, that's good. More intimidating. Mm -hmm. Additionally, Ashirian now got the enhanced bloodline feat for his class feat, which means um, his Jaws of the Glutton got more powerful, and additionally, he unlocked his um, second focus spell. What's that? Uh, Abyssal Swamp. Swamp. Sorry. So, Sorry, what? Abyssal Swamp. That is a... That is a great Cradle of Filth album. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also a land card in Magic the Gathering, isn't it? Yeah. I so, I, I'm yeah. going to tap my Abyssal Swamp and get... At, uh, at this it, point, it, what isn't? It's been around for 30 years. Mm -hmm. you, can just, you can just say a string of words, and that's probably been a card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what, does, uh, what, what happens with the Abyssal Swamp? So it is a 120-foot... Um, it has a range of 120 feet. It starts out as a five-foot five emanation that um, Ashirian can then increase based off of how many actions he puts into its initial casting. And um, with that, in that area, he basically summons a, um, a hollowing the ground in that area that he is emanating, making it um, nauseating for anything to be in and turning the ground kind of blackened in color and summoning demons into the, the from the land that do 1d6 negative damage to things that are inside the area. Oh, that escalated quickly. That was, <laughs> that was fairly like... And then the demons in, are involved, and like, wow. And just so we're clear, you said anything in there? Um, let me check. Or oh, are, that's uh, good to know, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, maybe allies get a pass. Okay, let's see. I got, a, I got this feeling that that's probably not going to be the case because we know how discriminating demons are in <laughs> and, terms. Yeah, of Yeah, swamps generally are not picky about who they <laughs> swamp. So new oh. tactic: leave Shirian on his own, far away from the rest of the party at all times. He's like Pigpen so, now. Yeah. Well, he commits ecological terrorism. That's right. Well, well, he learned to do horrible things in <laughs> close proximity from Haytham. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the looks of it, it just says that I can uh, channel people out, basically. So, I mean, theoretically, but I have to choose. We'll have to check on that. See if that's yeah. Why don't you make that? Go ahead and make that choice right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. The the answer is yes. I think is what they're yeah. saying. So no. if I want to, I can be like, we want to leave that enemy out of it. But you know, why would you do that, <laughs> traitor? Yeah, why am I your enemy? Probably one of his friends from back in the day who's I mean, trying to kill us all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because all your other friends are not good people. The one, I think. You only really yeah, ever that's met left. the one. Yeah, so. you only really met the one, so I don't know. Well, I yeah, don't want to meet anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to make a little assumption that the rest are probably not super yeah, tight bros. say, that does bring up a question. Back in the day, in your old soldier buddies, was anybody not a son of a bitch, or were they all just terrible? Uh... Well, first of all, <laughs> Private Assyrian. <laughs> uh, 
you know, think of us like uh, Inglorious Bastards. It's like that movie, but like everyone's like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. So they they take all, that as you will. They were all nice people. They were funny people. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna kill me some Arinzians. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all walking the tightrope there. We're all <laughs> toeing the line, trying not to go too far. To... Everybody's like, nope, can't tell that joke. Yeah, nope, 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 yeah, nope, nope, that's nope, not nope. offensive. Yeah, okay, that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is uh, that's some of the stuff that we got coming up. That'll be interesting to see. But let's go ahead and get to the meat of today's episode. How's that sound, mm. you guys? Uh, are arriving in the port of Kasserat. Do we uh, like some meat? Yes. Uh, you glide into the port in mid-afternoon. As you approach, a small sloop approaches. Uh, the officer aboard mentions that your arrival is expected, and the sloop leads you into a berth in the port. The port itself is a little different than ones that you've seen before. Uh, typically, there'd be a number of sh ships anchored in bay. Uh, here, the bay is empty, save for a few ships that are underway. Instead, you see the bay is lined with two long rows of wooden docks. The northern docks have larger berths and uh, possess loading gantries. The southern docks are built closer together. Uh, in total, you see there's probably enough space for uh, about 20 ships of varying sizes uh, occupying these berths. And um, if you wanted to, you could probably even pack in a few more, but that gives plenty of room. Both sets of docks are attached to a wide boardwalk that is fenced from the city, forcing everyone towards the center of the port and a large customs house. So you guys go ahead and slide into the, the berth and, you know, a gangplank is put in place and you guys are, like I said, pretty much let you right off into this boardwalk. So the only place you can go is the customs house. Where's Lena? Uh, she's still on the, the ship. They, she has a number of things she wants to uh, tidy up, uh, plus she's going to prep the crew a little bit before they get to the customs house, you know, pirate crew, she's going to have a conversation with yeah. them first, but, uh, I mean, her intention is to go ahead and go through customs, but she says, if you guys want to go on ahead, you're expected, her crew, she may have to, you know. Well, I mean, I'm going to ask her, like, hey, what, what's what's your orders? I mean, are you going to hang around? Like, she's, uh, I, She looks at you and says, yeah, absolutely. I'm completely at your disposal. I'm going to see if I'm, while you're here, my crew can't get some, some shore time, and we'll resupply as best we can, but we're here until you guys... Can, can the fleet afford to have a clay not be around for that long? It's been deemed important enough. It was my mother's last wish, so... We're we're at your service. That well, Roddy Roddy conveys he, that he appreciates that because that's a big deal. Like it is, and it's meant to be a big honor. Yeah, yeah she she fully intends to wait on, on okay. you guys, but at the same time, she wants to talk to the crew. Yeah, <laughs> about being on their best behavior. Why? I, I would. Smitty's kind of a foul um, mouth son of a bitch. Wouldn't be surprised if you tried a little bit of smuggling deals while she's at it. You know, I'll talk to a few dockside. Uh, yeah, you know, there's always contraband. So you guys head on up. Mm -hmm. Okay, the customs house, it's relatively busy, but otherwise unremarkable. Uh, constables go about establishing documents, inspecting baggage. Um, uh, just as you're coming up, an agent approaches you on the boardwalk. Uh, he says that, uh, oh, you are expected. Please step this way. Right, right. But like Roddy side-eyes the rest of the group like, um, what? <laughs> so news to me. You notice that there are several different lines inside. You can see that they kind of um, they separate people out to a certain degree. There's a line for residents, merchants, dignitaries, uh, even a separate line for divine followers. And yeah, the four of you are actually ushered to an empty desk um, where under a sign marked Ne'er Do Wells. <laughs> Trouble. No, no, it just says protagonist. <laughs> to be branded. <laughs> there are a couple of these. You can see these are, you know, special case scenarios. Um, but then a few constables walk over and they have little booklets. Uh, it looks like they, uh, pretty much the booklets have been filled out, but they come to each of you and ask you a couple of simple questions like name, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, place of birth, uh, double check a few things. And, uh, you know, as they do, the one guy is kind of like, uh, you know, he looks at you, uh, say, Haytham. He looks at you, uh, your name and, and place of birth. and uh, Haytham Holwood. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So he has this little book that he hands over to you. And he goes around, and he's doing that. He gets one, and he's like, uh, um, and you, sir, what's uh, your name and place of birth? Sharon Davenport, Arincia. It's Rilla, to be specific. He, his eyes kind of open up a little bit when he looks at you, and he flips the book open, looks at him, and goes, huh, 
Bashirian. <laughs> like the song, huh? Cool. And he hands you the, the, the book. What now? Yeah. Got a song named after you? He's going about it. Ashirian just shrugs heavily. It's called The War Crimes of Ashirian. Uh, <laughs> Has anyone ever told you the tragedy of Ashirian? Ashirian. The butcher. I have not. It's not a story any Jedi would tell. Kind of chef on his paperwork. He's over, he's over uh, looking at Roddy and he looks at one of the other agents. He's like, hey, it's hey, that, uh, that guy's name's Ashirian. I, I, uh, we know. We've met him. Uh, the other agent kind of, you know, looks over and he's like, "Really? The guy like the song? Cool. Uh, uh, why, why can we hear this song then? Um, us being visitors and all. Oh yeah, you guys should totally go out to the estate of Domael while you're here. That's uh, we uh, we go out there to uh, kind of let loose. Yeah, on our days uh, off. That's that's tight. I like all the, that. All the, all the best bards are there. No, they they play it every night. The Butcher's Tavern. It's named after him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Built on the site where a thousand people were murdered. Eaten alive by purple fangs. So the streets yeah, run red with it blood. On, built it on an elven burial ground, did they? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so you guys should now a latrine. Most of Faridin is. <laughs> make sure you head out there. It's a it's a, it's a great song. Dark, hey, uh, by the way, guys, make sure these books you have to stay on you while you're on the island. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look in the back, it gives you any special rules uh, that you need to uh, be aware of. Any special laws for the visitors while you're here. Other than that, you're pretty much allowed everywhere except for some of the divine estates. And um, make sure you, uh, you're on your best behavior while you're here. Other than that, good day, gentlemen. And they kind of usher you towards the other side of the house where there's basically just funnels to a big door and goes outside. You know, I've got to be honest. That was like the friendliest customs agent I've ever met. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to forge anything this time. I, yeah. I'm almost disappointed, though. I came out of a side room walking funny. It's like, boy, that was a very thorough search. I, <laughs> wow. I mean, I've been in support cities before, but damn. Fa Father, that wasn't a customs agent. What? <laughs> he said he was a customs agent. Uh, no, I think he said he was just accustomed. No, he was. To no, he was things. costumed. <laughs> he, was, he was in disguise, Beckett. What about the other guy? Uh, was he? Was he drawing? Well, there were three of them total. No. I, I mean, son I, of a. I'm sure it's fine. Don't worry about it. it. I, I wouldn't stress. Guys, I'm going. I'm going to need healing. I mean, <laughs> physician heal myself. <laughs> Spells are valuable. Uh, that's what, con damage? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's a mental save. <laughs> Some of that procedure hurt my soul. Ooh. I'll just give you a minus one to all very, six stats for the rest thorough. of the day. Oh my god, I'm going to walk like that. Um, what are you guys doing? <laughs> right, so, um, I know we're here and all, but do we have a plan? Uh, <laughs> it's got... the most exciting of plans. Research! It was yeah. A, get to here, C, find answers. What was B? A, travel to here. B, unclear. C, profit. Yeah. So yeah. while you guys are talking, like the agents kind of like, uh, hey guys, we. we no, I mean, we can walk more and talk. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Talk. Yeah. So as you get kind of out front, um, there's a very wide, almost like a, a roundabout out front. There's a very wide sidewalk. Like a lot of people are coming in, um, and then there's people outside. So go ahead and get, make perception checks. Oh, oh, the hot streak's over. Ooh, the hot streak has begun. Good, Brad. Somebody need to pick it up. Thir it? 30. 30? All right, Haytham, you are the first to see this. Uh, but standing just a little ways off the side is a, a fairly large man, fairly well-muscled, uh, but he's actually holding a sign that says uh, Haytham Hallward. <laughs> so, like, all three heads turn. <laughs> well, that's convenient. Ah, seems my... Is that your ex? Caddy is here. My uh, chauffeur is here. Not. Is he? A, is he your childhood friend? Do you I've know him? Never seen that man before in my life. Right. So kind uh, of getting used to that. Uh, while you guys are discussing, he finally notices you and walks your direction. He's like, um, "Are you Master Hallward?" Yes. Mm. At last. Good day, sir. About time. I've been asked to escort you to the Rathskeller estate. Naturally. And to be at your service. So will your companions be accompanying you? Uh, yes, of yes, course. We're oh, his... we're coming. We're... Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're his loyal retainers. Uh-huh, yeah. Purch purchased at a high price. The finest help. <laughs> like I, have, uh, I have a buggy just down the street. Uh, we'll, I will, we will see our way there. Excellent. Uh, and about that time, actually, youngster. Young uh, Connell, if you remember him, mm -hmm. uh, he comes running out. He was able to go through the resident line, 
Um, but he saw this man. He comes running up and basically hugs the guy. And the guy kind of looks at him questioning. He's like, uh, Ma- Master Connell, what are you doing here? You you should be at sea. And, and Connell, he's got some tears in his eye at this point. He's like, he's gone. Kyra's uncle is gone. We were attacked. They, they want something, but he's gone. And Connell kind of keeps whimpering. And, and Garvis, you see him kind of dawn on him that something is, is, is not quite right here. And he steals himself. And he's like, there, there, lad. You're, you're safe now. But you should save your story for the lady. Like, Ryan walks by, puts a hand on the kid's shoulder. And is like, buckle up, buck up for now, sailor. So uh, with that, he kind of ushers you down the street, and sure enough, he has a, a good-sized buggy, enough for all of you. Connell kind of has to sit up front. Uh, it's being pulled by an oxen, so it's not real fast, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's a solid buggy. And so you guys go ahead and hop on in? And on. No. <laughs> no. Fuck this campaign. I'll make it a point to open up the door and say, Master, this way. Thank you, servant. <laughs> so hard to find good men servants mm, these days. No, it is. No, 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 master. Let me check the buggy first for traps. And like Roddy hops up first and has a seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks okay. Go ahead. Uh, and this is once again a sturdy buggy, but it's not particularly gilded in any way. But it's mm. nice. Uh, so you take off once again. The buggy's kind of slow, but makes a good pace. As you pass through the city, you're kind of amazed at how normal it seems. Most people don't know what to expect out of an Asmodian city, but it seems pretty, pretty much like a lot of other cities. I mean, Roddy's traveled the world a lot, but he's never actually made port here. Like he sailed by a lot, but yeah, not a lot of people do. Um, but you know, it's like I said, people expect something more, and this seems fairly normal. Uh, but you do eventually notice some subtle differences. Like for example, all the buildings are well maintained, and all the streets are a little wider. Uh, than what you see in a lot of cities. You also notice very little class distinction. You don't see any street urchins or poor peasants, but you also really don't see anybody dressed in and finery or displaying obvious wealth. The streets and the buildings also seem just a little too clean and well-maintained. You know, you're used to seeing a wide variety of upkeep as you move around a city, and here everything looks about kind of par for the course. So no, no cobblestone scream when you step on them. No, I mean, everything is, is, is well-maintained. <laughs> you know, you see some weathering and some age, but... Kind of beauty it, and the beast shit yeah. would that be? <laughs> well, you, where do you think all these damn souls end up? Yeah, I was going to say, you, we laugh about this, but in, in the Deadlands universe, you know, they got Ghost Rock, which screams whenever you burn it. It's because it's literally made of the souls of the day. But not everybody knows that, so... Um, yeah, so what, you're, what we're looking at then maybe is that, it, like, order is the rule here, you know, and... and yeah the types of things that you're describing not being there are aspects of chaos, perhaps. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, like, there's other little things, like, yeah, at some point, one of you notices that, like, the citizens conduct themselves more orderly. For example, you very clearly realize that one side of the street is for traveling one direction and one side is for the other direction, so you don't see anybody crisscrossing. You know, the, 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 the one side is clearly going east, one side is going west, everybody crosses in the crosswalks, little things like that that you just don't see a lot of. God, what I wouldn't get for that in Springfield. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a little like it's a little unnerving to be honest. Like Roddy yeah. is like, yeah, I mean, this is strange. Well, also, given our proclivities as a party, we are <laughs> fucked here. Yeah. Yeah. We are oh so fucked. What's that? Do you hear that ticking sound? Is that is that a bomb? Oh, it's us! It's us! Yes, it's oh no! <laughs> what? Watch your shoes. Wipe your face. <laughs> <laughs> so the oxen continue to slowly plod along with uh, pulling your buggy. Uh, eventually, you approach a large intersection, and the buggy turns into a big roundabout. On the southern end, you pass by an impressively large temple of Asmodeus. But the temple isn't the sight that catches your eye the most. Uh, you were able to see it from the bay and caught glimpses of it from the city streets, but as you move next to it, you are in awe at this impossibly tall structure. This is the Hellspire Tower, an architectural wonder made of blocks of stone and steel that touch the sky and disappear into the clouds above. A breathtaking visage with an unknown purpose. Nathan, is that your place? I don't actually know. Why are you whispering? Why do I whisper like that? That's a really strange voice. <laughs> it's the demon. <laughs> yeah, why, why are we whispering? Well, um, Shut up, I was being thematic. He was whispering and I, I started whispering and 
It was a thing. Look, I'm not good with peer pressure, clearly. Okay, clearly. Here, here's the thing. The city is full of water. I'm uneasy. I'm trying to be, like, low-key, you know? You're not trying to be, like, low-key. <laughs> right. I say out loud, though. Oh, that's right. Your heritage is demonic. I keep yeah, forgetting you, about you, that. You get Demonic. That. Oh, a, yeah. That's... The record scratch. And everybody turns <laughs> Uh, so you continue south, uh, you eventually leave the city proper and journey to the International District. Uh, here you skirt the academy grounds, giving you a sense of the size of those academy grounds. Uh, you figure it must encompass several square miles. Ethan's got his face, like, pressed up against the glass. You can see it, like, fogging up as he, like, he's got his nose, like, pushed up against it. <laughs> Uh, here you also notice much more variation in the architecture of the buildings around. Uh, they're not quite so uniform. They're not quite uh, so similar. So you see quite a bit of difference here on the outside, but the academy grounds are ringed by an, a larger international district, um, and you guys are kind of going on the road on the edge of it. Brian sticks his head out, and like it's Colin, right? What's his name? Connell. Connell. Hey, Connell, have you been to, like, have you gone to the academy? Oh, uh, no, not not yet. I'm, I'm too young for the academy. My... Uh, some of my family goes. Mm. Hey, then, were you a member of a fraternity there at the uh, at the academy? Uh, not at the academy at uh, you know at Hoxtonbrook. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I got mixed up. You that you that, that this is not the institution that you attended. No. Ah. I wish. Yes. Well, maybe someday. Just think of all that you've learned here at the uh, on the on the continent of Faradon. You could probably open your own department here oh, at, the uh, at classes the academy. I could teach. Oh yes. He's like I I can talk to I can talk to uh, Mordock and see if he uh, he he goes to the academy. He's old enough. See if he can get you a tour. Oh, that would be amazing. You, you this should... stuff requires too high of an intelligence score for me. Well, like so, Ryan's like, yeah, that'd be not not because it's like, oh, I'm very interested in academics. It's like it, he wants to learn this place. Okay. Like tactically, like. Don't worry, Sharon. I'm sure they have coloring books as yeah. well. So, oh, <laughs> that <laughs> confused Unga Bunga. <laughs> so, that was great. That was such awesomeness. And now I'm waiting for one of his friends to materialize and stab him. <laughs> Take that, bitch. Guy Pierce stabs. Nobody talks about a Shirin like that. And it's more confused than Gabunga. So, speaking of which, Ashirian and Roddy, you guys are, since you're the more tactical one, you guys do notice that a number of things that you've seen are like terrible for tactics. You know, normally a lot of streets narrow at certain points to create chokeholds in case you had to defend something. Mm -hmm. There are none of this. As a matter of fact, these city streets are way too wide. Now, it's great for the citizens and great for travel. But if, like, if you had to defend some of this, you're like, man, there's just way too many big, wide-open streets, and everything is parallel. And well, when you can just summon a hell army at a whim, it's you yeah. know, it's nice to have space. I didn't say they didn't have a reason. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, when you look at this, that's one of those things that you notice over time. So eventually, you turn west away from the academy and enter another section of the city, as you leave the inter international zone and make your way into the West Valley. Here, you can see an abrupt change in scenery again. Instead of simple townhomes and apartments, you suddenly see grand estates. Whereas before all the buildings were modest and of similar style, here are grand works of varying styles. None of the estates have uh, sprawling open grounds, but make up for it in tall buildings and sweeping spires. You travel about another mile until you again catch sight of the ocean. Finally, the buggy turns into the lane of what yeah, can only be described as a large castle that is clearly one of the oldest and largest in the district. Uh, Garvis pulls the buggy to the front door, and uh, as he does, you, uh, Connell jumps down, and you can hear him say, Run along, little master. The lady should be on her veranda. She'll want to speak with you right away. He comes around and opens up the buggy. He's like, I'll show the rest of you to your quarters. It'll be dinner in, in little over an hour. You'll have time to clean up. As we stand in front of the castle, there's just a dark, ominous cloud standing over it with lightning striking <laughs> everywhere. Right, he does like the armpit sniff, like, clean up. Thought I was thought I was all right. So, <laughs> as you just look, open it, and immediately everyone around it, just like flies, drops out like, of the sky. There's like foliage that turns gray and just withers to the ground. <laughs> A moth just goes. <laughs> <laughs> now again, you notice that so as just, you're at from this, out of nowhere. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's not my fault. My character's the one that has to do stuff. <laughs> 
Uh, so you do go into the house. Now, once again, you notice there's not a lot of necessarily finery. In many places, you'd see a lot of gold and silver and displays of wealth. Uh, here, you don't necessarily see that, but what you do see instead are displays of craftsmanship. Everything you see here is very well built, and, and it's impressive uh, that somebody took the time and effort to do all of this. Uh, but he, uh, Garvis, does leave you in, lead you inside up a couple of staircases. You make your way to the third floor and down a series of hallways. Uh, here there are six bedrooms that share a foyer and a sitting room. Uh, Garvis looks at uh, the four of you. Uh, the lady has granted you this section of the house for your stay here. Someone will come and get you for dinner. Uh, turning to hate them just as he walks out the door, uh, he says, And if I may be so bold, sir, it's good to have a hunter in the family again. Yes, agreed. I'm sure. <laughs> you sounded so close to being Skeletor there for a second. <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh, it's, it's a slow transition, but it takes time. <laughs> Gavin, I just want to tell you that anytime you do that, He-Man, anytime you want to do the Skeletor voice, you are more than welcome, sir. That is one of the best things ever. That's your back, I love it. That's your backup character. That's right. right. Yeah, actually. I mean, I don't know, like weird accents. I don't think add much to a, a character. <laughs> that's just that's just cheapness there. It's just... That's true, or else you do one. Oh, oh that's true. Man. That's true. Actually, this is my real voice. The other voice is an affectation. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but uh, Brad Brad is actually a Cockney. He was born within the sounds of the bells. Uh, I was uh, born in Kent, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there once was a man from Kent. Yeah, and, and, and there was a couple. And then they, <laughs> he went, and that's all we got. So you guys have like a little apartment area to yourself. There's actually a couple extra bedrooms, but it appears to have been made that way. And you do have this common area in the middle. Um, and everything, you know, each room has a bedroom, dressers, everything you would need. I'm going to take this opportunity to freshen up, maybe put on a clean robe. I'll uh, go ahead and adorn myself with my customary holy symbol. Um, each room has a, a basin and a pitcher of water. So... Your holy symbol just starts smoking. Mm. He just pulls out a cigar and just like... Hey, where'd you get that? <laughs> I mean, like, Ryan will, like, wash his face a little bit, but then he's, like, in the common area, like, do we feel safe? Uh, they call me the hunter. I, he seems to look up to me. Um, I think, I think I, in particular, am incredibly safe. Uh, do you? Maybe. Are you? <laughs> really? Look. How far uh, can you go? Keep going, Brad. <laughs> Keep going. I see you. Oh, shit. Brad's collapsed. <laughs> Quick. Quick. Every dog in the neighborhood is now howling. That's right. <laughs> With lust. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know why it's there. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I actually do. I actually do think we are probably safe here. I. I mean, I don't know. They they seem to revere the wielder of this scythe, sickle, whatever. <laughs> they uh, who can say? They must not save know. its wielder, me. <laughs> they must not know you very well. And like Roddy hops up on like a, a divine or a couch or something, just puts his feet up, like very grassly. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, Ashirin like Ashirin tries to make himself like look better, but I mean, it's mainly just like the thing of just like. He's like straining up the uniform and everything, like very military style of not being like, oh yes, I need to like take a bath and change robes and everything. He's just like, okay, make sure the pauldrons are on check. Okay. He just basically does a uniform check and I was like, yeah, okay, we're good. You know, I will say, kind of because to me, they never asked me if I wanted to be the hunter, but that's probably not a problem at all. (laughs) Can't see any repercussions of that. Yeah. You're going to find that a lot. People don't really ask if you want something. They'll just kind of assign it to you. Oh. Yeah, we'd have, like, no thinking about, like, repercussions has long-term effects. And, like, Roddy goes, like, tilt his hat down to, like, sleep, and he, like, he's, like, fuck, like, forgets it's not there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys want, you can just kill the hour. Um, <laughs> How much XP is it worth? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I'm only going to kill an hour if it gives us XP. And yes. thus, that hour no longer exists in this campaign. <laughs> it has been killed. The days only last for 23 hours. The, the 24th <laughs> one was murder. The Earth just got a little closer to the sun. The tides have gone all bananas. 
What a great, real. what a great plot hook. <laughs> Someone has killed an hour. You're like, well, so, like something so awful happened to that hour in the past. You go in the past and kill that hour, <laughs> but then it no longer exists. It's the next campaign. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Brad, when, Brad's writing a new campaign right now. He just got it. I mean, that's not a bad idea. No. It didn't. Whenever, uh, what I'll be doing is uh, after I've refreshed myself. I should be looking around the room. Uh, I realize that there aren't ostentatious displays of wealth, but I'll be taking a look at the few items that, uh, the you know, the <laughs> knickknacks and such and sell. See if any of them are easily fensible, perhaps, and worth a surprising amount despite their non-ostentatious nature. Towels I and soaps. Search my pack for nails. <laughs> 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 that, that has several implications. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Gonna nail stuff down. That yeah. will ruin their value. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. That was the bridge. I thought that was obvious. I thought that was some weird Asmodeus thing. Like, yeah, you have to keep 13 nails in your bag or it's just the Never know when you're gonna have to crucify someone. <laughs> yeah. you know. All right, Becca, stand on order of nail. All right, Becca, lean against the wall, stand on your head. This will be all right. You were asking about my fraternity days earlier on. Boy, I sure miss a good crucifixion. We had some fun then. <laughs> Is that what you called it? Mm -hmm. Babe, it's 4 p.m. Time for the crucifixion. <laughs> so the hour goes by without any uh, particular issues. Zero crucifixions. <laughs> this time. An all-time low. And a servant shows up and indeed uh, lets you know that dinner's ready and that you can follow her. Ah, well, I'm starved you know it's eating rations at sea makes a man uh, fills him with appetite why you haven't had a lizard on a stick in uh, why a hundred years probably <laughs> you know the best part was that <laughs> pretty good uh, my favorite part of that was that dipping sauce I don't know what was in it but that was just delicious <laughs> so the servant leads Becker, you through a maze what dipping sauce no they gave me a little thing of dipping sauce for each one there was no dipping sauce, are you okay? Yeah, yeah it's called Laurent's d'Alphonse. Uh, I, I assure oh, you. No. I, the I butterfly remember. effect has claimed another memory. I remember <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> it was so orange. A little picture of Father Becker, and he started to disappear. Oh, yeah, it says one sauce. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> so the servant leads you through a maze of hallways and staircases that make up the estate. Uh, you feel you could probably spend days wandering these halls and getting lost. Uh, once again, you find yourself on the main floor and you're led down a grand hallway. Uh, here you find labeled paintings of Rathskeller ancestors. As you walk slowly by, you see the names and dates. You can't help but notice that strapped to the hip of nearly every one of the patriarchs and two of the matriarchs is a very familiar looking sickle. What's the, uh, Do they have <clears throat> dates? Uh, they do. What's the earliest date Roddy can find? Um, I mean, I don't need like an exact date, but like... How many hundreds of years has this shit been going on? Um, it's not as far back as you think. You're only looking at it a couple hundred years ago. Interesting. Hmm. Aww. Just so we get a sense of, like, how old this weapon our young friend is carrying. Well... And how out of his fucking death <laughs> he is. Uh, you pass a larger dining room and are led to a smaller room with a table that's, uh, for only about an even, even dozen. How many dining rooms do you need? Uh, there are five people already in this room. Sitting at the head of the table is an ancient human female. So uh, picture in your mind, if you will. Uh, remember Olena Tyrell? So the, the actress Diana Riggs? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> From Game of Thrones. Come on, she's awesome. So uh, think, so think her. She looks kind of like that. Back in the day, man, when she was uh, in the Avengers. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, she was. Mrs. James Bond. But she's, she's old and looks a little cranky, but um, she sees her. Sees the four of you walk up. She's like, well, come in, sit down, let me have a look at you. She finally uh, kind of looks at Haytham over a few minutes and then kind of snorts. Hmm. Too small to be a hunter, I think. I was saying the same thing, honestly. Like, right, walk up, do the Caliban salute, and then, like, the right, her right hand should be where Haytham sits. Like, just, that's just kind of like a noble formality kind of thing. So he sits on, like, the left side. Okay, uh, and there are, there's plenty of seating here. So is this formal introduction time, or are we expected? What's the? She didn't say anything. She got a society role. Do you mind to see what uh, what I think is the the correct thing to do in this circumstance? Nice. Oh, I ah, it too. A nine. Uh, yeah, you're like I don't know. Pick my nose and uh, sit at the table. Have a seat. So Hatham will walk over uh, to the right hand chair, uh, and he he looks at the. 
I assume this is the lady. You may assume. Seems seems like a logical inference. Um, I'll just say, uh, hello, it, it is lovely. Would you like to take a look at this sickle? Has it been some time since you've seen it? She's like, she kind of like waves, waves you off and she says, no, 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 I'm sure not much has changed. Uh, you know, I will introduce myself before sitting down. I just want to note that for the record. Okay, but well, we'll introduce yourself then. Madam, uh, thank you for inviting us here tonight. It's, it's very kind for you to extend this courtesy. Uh, I am Father Becker, High Priest of the God Imran, Lord Primal Lord of the Earth. She raises an eyebrow at you, uh, but other, like, other than that seems to be un, uncharistically stoic, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll bow and then take my seat. She once again kind of waves. She's like, and I'm Lady Brina Rathskeller. Welcome to my home. I understand you've already met young Connell, and she gestures down, and Connell is indeed already seated. Thank you for returning him to me, though I oh, wish he... you had seemed fit to arrive a little sooner and save my dear Todd as well. Burn. Well, and had we known, we would have made haste. Well, based off the fact that the ship burned, I did I did think it was actually a burn. It it is hard to uh, discern the will of Asmodeus, my lady. She she kind of almost chuckles and almost snorts a little bit. Not quite certain what that little noise was, but she again motions down the table, and she's like, "The pretty one down there is Bella. That's Connell's mother. She cares for the estate and dotes on me." Uh, you look down, indeed, there's kind of a middle-aged woman. She, you can tell she's kind of leaving the middle-aged territory, who is probably once stunning, um, but it's kind of fading over time. Uh, Lady Brina continues, the moody one at the end is Martha. That's Todd's daughter. Uh, and you see Martha, she is dressed as a lady, but she looks kind of out of place. You know, some people just look awkward in their clothing. Uh, and <laughs> she... Um, she seems to not be quite in place dressed that way. Uh, Roddy and Asherian, you guys pretty much notice that she has the look of a warrior, somebody trained in battle. Uh, you know, she's not very thin like several of the other people here. She seems more muscled. So you recognize probably more of that. I'll, I'll give her more of a nod than anyone else. Like, like acknowledge. Like, And you notice she is pretty young. Though. She's not teenager. She's an adult, but she's a young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you guys are looking at her, you notice her sharp eyes are studying you in return. Lady Breeding, the, the the bookworm down there, that's that's Mordok, that's Bella's middle son. He was free from study tonight and able to join us. And then uh, he kind of nods your direction. He's kind of tall and thin. Um, it's almost oddly reminds you a little of a well, little of Hatham. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll call him, little Hatham. <laughs> <laughs> well, that lady, uh, Brina, kind of motions for the servants to come in. She says, well, make yourself at home. Your arrival will ruffle many feathers, including some in this room. Uh, but uh, while we dine, please tell me what you intend to do here. Well, first off, First Lieutenant Roddy. Um, this is our good friend, Captain Davenport. Oh. She kind of looks at you, but doesn't really say much. Well, madam, uh, we primarily seek information we are well we've stumbled upon something uh, uh quite a high amount of stakes as it were we've we've come from faradon she kind of nods at this point the servants are by the way setting out food and she's already kind of started to pick at it would, would you say that's a correct summation Assyrian? and then immediately it's like looking around the room just to see like who reacts <laughs> yeah that sounds about right uh, you can kind of tell that the other members of the family mm-hmm. seem to be deferring to the lady, mm-hmm. um, but they're all looking and watching, but um, not, not too many people talk unless she's talking, but nobody seems to be upset or or bothered. We've come here for the trials of death, the trials that each new hunter <laughs> must go through in order to <laughs> take his place. The gathering, if you will. They're like, okay, like, fuck. Sometimes known <laughs> as the murder circus. <laughs> Oh, that's a plot hook I want to explore. <laughs> oh, shit. Richard's taking notes. God damn it. <laughs> Richard scrolls furiously. See what you've done. That sounds like the name of our group, the Murder Circus. <laughs> Actually, well, there's a kiss song, Psycho Circus, where he's a psycho circus. Copyright. Yeah, that's it. Oh, shit. Kiss owns us now, too. Fight Disney, kiss. Go ahead. <laughs> you fool. I fear no master but that mouse. 
It frightens me. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a worthy opponent. Our battle will be legendary. (laughs) Like, Roddy is like, uh, this is a social dinner. And while he has been at these before, they've never really been his battlefield. So he's mostly just trying to say, like, mum? Um... (laughs) Shireen has no idea what is going on. I'm going to see if blah, I can... Blah, 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 Another society role to think if I could come up with some polite topics of conversation that might be appropriate and yet... Hey, hey, look at that. You um, got any shit I can steal? 26. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I noticed the filigree on that little statue in the hallway, the one that uh, is easily hand-sized. Is that real platinum or is that just a, a coating? Um, the lady kind of looks at you uh, funny and she's like I'm I'm not sure hmm. well by the way in terms of coming up with actual legitimate conversation I think uh, 26 okay. um, I mean I don't know if there's a good answer there or a bad answer like so the last question she asked you is what you guys intend to do here but uh, well I mean um, it's like do you have a more specific plan perhaps well, I heard there was some lovely bards at the Temple of Domael we should check out. Uh, other than that, research, 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 of which our, our young master here is going to be the lead. Oh, right. yes, I've heard you're quite the academic. Yes, indeed. I certainly am. Uh, I hope to learn uh, m- most here about the primals. You studied at, uh, what's the name of that place? Oxford? Oxenbrook. Oxenbrook, yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's a junior college, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but so m- many of the professors who studied at a more mm-hmm. prestigious universities, sure. so you see that pedigree. Mm-hmm. Is it accredited? I mean... Oh, it's easily, certainly. He has mm-hmm. tenure there, in fact. She she kind of looks, she says, you know, Modoc is due to graduate with honors next year from the Academy of Kassarat. Going to be quite the mage someday. Hopefully it will bring much honor to the family. I would hope so. Perhaps he could, uh, I don't know, give us a tour of the grounds. Are any allowed on, or...? Uh, she kind of looks down to him. Uh, he looks, well, well, quite. I'm, I'm sure I can, I can, yes, 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 quite, quite. I can, I can make that happen. Yes, yes, sure I can. No, madam, um, uh, we was clearly impressed by the, um, uh, the quality of this estate. You know, I have to confess that um, not being from here, I, I don't know uh, the history of the lineage of the hunters. Um, perhaps you could enlighten us with a, a description of um, uh, how they came to be, how the order came to be. Uh, she kind of turns and looks to hate them, and she's like, well, surely your companion regaled you with all of the family history and tales. I'm sure that was passed along to him by his father. In fact, I was waiting for the right time to really, you know, bring him in on that whole that whole part of the history. Mm. I think now would be the moment I was waiting for, and I would be so rude to uh, take that from you. He said, surely someone so honored to have married into the Rathskella family would have made sure that you were well informed of your lineage and history. Quite, of course. Yes. Well, you know, he's such a uh, humble person, he didn't seem to want to go into too much detail, so we thought um, maybe we would uh, maybe we'd hear it from, from you. Uh, if you'd be, you know, kind enough to regale us of course she stops and she thinks and again she kind of leans down the table to to Mordok and nods at him and he he kind of looks towards you and finally settles his gaze towards your direction he goes well um and quite so um so Master Haytham uh can I assume you you how about I begin as if though you know nothing would that would that be helpful? Well, that, that that would help me out much. That much great, Master. Yes, Mordor. you see, oh. uh, they uh, sometimes have trouble following along, and so would be best if you would just yes. sort of assume. Yes. No, I especially yes. more than two or three main characters. They, I just yeah. can't follow them. I yes, need I'm some real. sort of guide. I, I yes, I understand. Um, so be, for for their sake, I will I will begin. Um, you know, and tell the whole story. Yes, quite okay. So, so the like the three of you know know nothing, correct? Yes, about. Let's just so. go with that assumption then. I mean, it's not okay. true. people you, hunt demons. There's a scythe involved. Let's let's you, go start from there. You've, you've Wait, heard, there's a scythe involved. 
Yes, Sickle, you've, whatever. You've you've heard of the heard of the God's War, yes? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes, no, yes. No. Oh, we're intimately familiar with that. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Quite. So after the God's War, there were um, there was a power vacuum. You know, many many people were gone. Many gods had uh, perished. Um, so there was uh, there was room, and unfortunately, some some powerful demons made their way to the realm, hoping to uh, establish and make a claim. There were two, in fact, two very, very, very powerful. They were brothers, brothers. They were demons, uh, Gothraxus and Groganok. They were bless they were, you. Yes, <laughs> they were the two demon brothers, and they they came here after the gods' war. But I no, I, I said that already. Yes, yes. Uh, they attempted to carve out some territory, and um, Lord Asmodeus, you know, he 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 had rules, and uh, he left a Thurion Sarush to oppose them. He said it was their duty. They, uh, they, so they created a small force of, of, of mortal demon hunters whose job was to track down and kill these, these, these demons. And uh, for centuries, these powerful beings waged a silent war. The Demon War, we called it. As Goth- Gothraxus and Groganok recruited more demons to their cause, the demon hunters tracked them down and made them choose. Uh, you know, most hunters, they lived bold but short lives. Yes. Uh, they were celebrated, though, but it was dangerous work against terrible foes. It was our uh, our ancestor, uh, Bron Rathskeller, who finally captured uh, Groganok. Uh, yes. Mordok, I hate to interrupt. Uh, when you say uh, yes. made them choose... Yes, yes, yes. Made them choose what? Oh, the choice. Yes, the choice. Uh, you see, all demons, when they're captured, uh, they're brought to the holy grounds here on Kasserat and given a choice. Uh, those who have committed no other offense are given the option to serve or to leave. Uh, most are required to submit to a penance or face imprisonment. imprisonment. Um, often those who seek penance uh, betray their word and, well, they have to be recaptured and, and imprisoned. Um, as was uh, Groganok, he feigned capitulation and attempted to assassinate Sarush. But he was caught and imprisoned, uh, forced to help hunt down his own kind, uh, he looks to hate them. He's like, you, you should be careful when you speak to him. He's cunning and clever, uh, but the, the power he offers is, is both useful and dangerous. Now, now, where was I? Where, where uh, uh, Miss Master Mordok, I do apologize yes. for my many yes, interruptions, yes, yes. being just a humble sailor. Where does this demon reside right now? Oh, yes, I was getting to that. I uh, was, my I, apologies. I was just getting to that. That's where I was. Uh, let's see. Yes, <laughs> he was the weaker of the two demon brothers. Uh, his capture signified a new, new, uh, new uh, part of the war. It no longer became silent. Gothraxus, he began to take a direct role and waged open war on the hunters. Um, it was he that killed our, our ancestor, Andred Rathskeller, and that turned out to be a mistake, though, for his daughter Tillis took up the father's mantle and ruthlessly captured Gothraxus. And unlike his brother, Gothraxus did not choose the path of redemption, and he was imprisoned. But but Groganok, when he was recaptured, he he chose he chose penance, and that's why he was forced to to help hunt down other demons. Yes, yes, he was. In and what capacity? Why he he's bound to an an item, a very powerful <clears throat> item. That interesting. That I'm sure. I'm sure Haytham was about to tell you all about. Come on, fellas, he's trying to be subtle. Right. No, no, I, no, please, carry on. We, Who's we, subtle? We understand. Bound. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. So th- that's that's the case. Uh, Groganok is, 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 of course, bound uh, to help the hunters and has been a, a proud heirloom of the Rathskeller family for, for a long time. And it's so good to see it back. With a with with a family member, and of course, Gothraxus, he's 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 been imprisoned, of course. Perception on the statement, it's so good to see it. Like, does he actually feel that way about Hatham? Uh, go ahead and give me a the, give me the roll. Uh, twenty-one. Um, you don't think it's a complete lie, but at the same time, you get a little twinge of something. Yeah. Okay. So yes, yes, that's the. Uh, that's where the hunters are for. They they hunt the rest of the demons. Unfortunately, that was not the end of the demons. There's always new ones, but the the, the demon hunters are called upon quite regularly, and it's 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 been some time since since well since there's been one in the family. So, out of curiosity, how long is he bound to serve in that uh, weapon? Hmm. I believe he's got. Uh, hmm. 
but there's a little over five centuries left. Oh, okay. Good. I was hoping it wasn't next week or something. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if he was released? Oh gosh, that would be that would be awful. I'm sure he would start by trying to release his brother. Hmm. Not want that. No. This sherry is lovely, by the way. By the way, the food is good. Like you don't know what you expected, but it's it's this is pretty good quality. It's solid. Yeah, so, so speaking of which, another bottle might be in order. Do you think so? I think uh, this one I seem to have drained uh, over here. Yeah, you notice the lady, by the way, she's drinking liberally as well. Mm-hmm. I've only managed to get halfway through a glass, and you... Jesus, good I, Lord, Becker. I prefer to drink Republic- Republicanly. <laughs> no? No? All right, just cut, okay. it, just cut it out. So, uh, yeah, Bob, the, the Bob lady, Miller she late. does indeed motion for some more wine to be brought in. So, uh, madam, um, in your estimation, given that this family is very familiar with the topic. Um, would you know, based off a location, uh, if a demon was imprisoned in a certain spot, who said demon would be? She looks at you um, almost sarcastically, says, So are you asking me if there's by chance a, in, a demon prison that was recently opened using... A holy symbol from the Rathskeller family, which is one of the few that can open said prisons. Well, I wasn't going to do it so accusatorily, but uh, clearly that's on your mind as well as ours. Awfully specific. Something that led to the brutal murder of, say, one of my grandchildren? Well, uh, in our capacity to help in that regard, we have and we can. Beloved grandchild, did Mm -hmm. I say that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that does seem to be the case. It appears that my... Dear Todd's death was used to precipitate the release of Gothraxus. I'm assuming you were there. Well, I was, especially the one who fished poor, the poor young master out of the water. Uh, and we did track them down in our capacity to one, stop them, and two, avenge the death. Not knowing your family in the slightest, coincidentally. Again, I thank you for what you've done. But, uh, but- alas, we appear to have been too late to stop whatever just happened. Not for any lack of speed and effort on our part. You don't have to be to blame for me to be unhappy about it. Hmm. Fair. Your grief is understood. But, yes. I guess the question is, what does the hunter intend to do about it? Well, a hunter needs prey, after all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, like your character's saying that from like a very like hundred needs prey, but like <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know I'm a tweet. The, the other three characters are like, <laughs> motherfucker. You said the second we leave this house, I am beating you. <laughs> you. You sense our eyes upon you. Hold him down to shoot and get your licks. He like, <laughs> he like tries to spin the sickle and it kind of doesn't work. And he like. Clatter, uh, clatter, clatter, clatter. He puts it back on his belt real quick. It, it just cracks in half and a demon pops out and flies away. We're like, <laughs> wait, Dad, no! <laughs> so might I ask, you seem to know much more than anyone else about the God's War, which seems to be a topic of uh, quite a small amount of knowledge. Uh, what could you tell us about the primal, specifically the Shumbra? There seems to be quite a lot missing about that one. The lady kind of like gives you a piercing look. She's like, that's not a name that should be spoken lightly. Lady, I don't speak the name lightly. I rather have only recently learnt of said deity's existence. Hence my curiosity. I don't suppose there's much I can tell you about that one, but uh, what is your question? Uh, Well... For one, there seems to be a void of knowledge on this being. Um, I might have several questions. One, what knowledge do you have of them? What, what may have happened to them? Many of the other primals are known to have children. Did that one have children as well? If they did, I don't know of them. Much has been forgotten since that one was imprisoned by our great lord Asmodeus. My lady, um, if there were to be experts on these topics of the primals... Where would we begin our research into learning more about them? That information is held very close and very secret, even from many of us. There is some research being done out of the academy, so I'm sure Modak can show you what is being done there, but most of that research would have to come from those at the highest levels. Top. 
those are the ones yeah. we're interested in meeting. Uh, Templar Rosanna has recommended that we do our research here. Uh, and we feel it is a calling of even higher authority than hers. She's like, well, there's no one higher than the regent. We're aware. <laughs> if you could gain audience, perhaps he could shed light on something. <sighs> Riot does like the annoyed eye roll of like someone who gives away that like, yeah, that statement's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Problematic, that. It's like, and of course there are representative of all the deities here. All of them were there during the God's War. Very, very good. Thank you, madam. But as far as the Asmodian knowledge, well, it's very closely guarded. I know that, as you say, the one who should not be named was imprisoned. Our Lord himself took him away. I am also to understand that, that is why the physical representation of the pact exists. Without those energies, this realm would have dissipated and fallen apart. The pact binds it together. You know, speaking of the Primarch, he does seem to have such uh, unorthodox ideas these days. So, uh, speak some of, uh, what, an enemy? I believe is the term. An enemy, the, an other... The Church of Asmodeus, unfortunately, has many enemies. Yes, I don't but... know if you notice, we're not particularly well regarded by many of the realm. <laughs> Don't say. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be a particularly external threat from uh, from this realm entirely. Hmm. Madam, there are those that feel that the prime uh, the primordials in their various forms are not completely gone, uh, and indeed some are being worshipped still to this day. She, as she says that, she noticeably looks at Father Becker. Hmm. Indeed. I'm afraid there's not much I can tell you about that. But you are in the right place. What well, might I ask, uh, was our family... Uh, what was our involvement in Faradon before the before the, uh, the fall, as it were? We lost several of our family during the war with Faradon. Many of them were put in peacekeeping positions and uh, sent out as as uh, observers but the Feridians they they didn't notice the difference so we lost people as well due to the war or the collapse unfortunately both but uh, we had little part other than that in the war so the Rathskiller family indeed has always been well, part of the Hunters. That's been our main focus. Although we provide other services for the church. What would those be? Well, there are many. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> She's, speaking of which, Master Hatham, make sure you have Gavis show you around the kennels in the morning. You should, you should make a choice. All right. Damn it. Certainly will. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe a beagle or perhaps a shih tzu or some... Yeah, what forms do hellhounds take in this universe? <laughs> Just get a Siberian mastiff hellhound. Please get a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chihuahuas are... Uh, They're vicious Pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty awful. So that would be appropriate. Get get it, and then I can throw it really far, and it'll just immediately have attacks, like, at the first turn. <laughs> it's just a ranged projectile weapon. Yeah, you yeah. throw it at somebody, it latches onto them, and just starts doing bleed damage. I think that's what a real chihuahua would do, actually. Yeah. That's not... Hopefully it's, like, a familiar and can talk and be like, Hey, 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 them. I was noticing some stuff about that demon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog from Men in Black. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, no. I'm not sure Roddy's smart enough to make that connection, though Brad was, I think. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing, but Roddy's just going to be like, yeah, right, kennels, pups. Who doesn't love puppies? <laughs> uh, and with that, actually, Mordok is finished. He's like, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, yes, I indeed, I, I need to return to the Academy this right now, actually. I'll, um, I will, uh, yes, I will, please, uh, call on me tomorrow or the next day or the next if you have questions. I don't 
I, I guess I don't know how long you're going to to stay and be here, but maybe uh, maybe some time. But yes, I I'm afraid I have class uh, first thing in the morning. But you can find me after. I'll I'll be there. Gratitude, young master. Is he <clears throat> always like that? He sounds a lot like you. Twitchy. Oh dear. Must run into family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, after a few more minutes, uh, the dinner kind of starts to break up. And, uh, you know, the lady, she she kind of stands and some servants come over and, and help her away. And she she retires for when, the evening. When she stands, obviously, you know, Roddy stands. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, she seems to not be too much of one for ceremony. Um, she's kind of got that I'm cranky old lady a little bit where I probably should have at one point. But now she just doesn't give a shit about a lot of yeah. things. Gratitude, gratitude for the meal, ma'am. Have a pleasant evening. Um, and with that, uh, you guys uh, eventually find yourselves alone. Uh, you can head back to your apartment. But I'm sure you have many questions. And uh, we'll we'll see about uh, answering some of those questions, or maybe talking about them, on the next episode of the... That's copyrighted, too. God damn it, now Warner Brothers has a piece. Of the Adventures Vault podcast. Hold them down. That's right. You see that meme? Marty rule number one. Don't set it for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we got the killer bees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, murder hornets. Because that's what we need in 2020. That's okay. The side of me geese for next month. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of geese at my place. The little walk around the lake isn't going to be so pleasant anymore once the side of me geese come in. Those geese are vicious. Honk, honk, motherfucker. Yeah, that's why that's the first thing I thought of was sodomy geese. I was like, what would geese do? Oh, yeah, sodomy. Yeah. (laughs) They're little bastards. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times, folks. Well, that's the end of this episode oh, of the uh, <laughs> Adventures of All podcast, and uh, 